Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. What a game, and truly what a battle of Alberta we witnessed on Saturday night. All that in your Flames of the Game on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode of Locked On Flames. Or if you're new here, hello, hi, welcome. You picked quite the time to join us. Uh, I'm Jess Balmasio of the Metropolitan Riveters Public Relations Team. How are you today? Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online, where the game starts. And, you know, thank you, as always, for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. And, as always, we're free 99, uh, free 99 on your favorite platform, and free 99 on YouTube as well. And thank you so much to everyone who has been showing love and support with rating the show, leaving comments, uh, even if, you know, they are a little bit out of pocket sometimes. Uh, I appreciate the engagement and uh, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Make sure you leave a nice little review and a rating if if you're feeling generous. <laughs> the Flames were truly working nine to five on Saturday and I cannot get over this. I went back and watched the condensed game like before outlining the show because I was like, I need to just, you know, a refresher to make sure I hit all my points. What on earth was that game? Like, are we sure that was not a fever dream? <laughs> because pregame, Lucic gave a quote saying, you know, you're not going to see this, like all this physicality. Like, I know you want a goalie brawl and line brawl and this and that, but we're just going out there to win. They did that. I'm not going to lie. I think the Flames did an excellent job of making sure they won. But they they also showed a little bit of a physical side. You know, I think that uh, Backlund laid uh, Connor McDavid in a little bit of a dirty way. But, you know, the game must go on. And uh, not condoning that, but I think that that kind of changed the pace of the game. So, you know what? I don't know. Just thank you. Thank you. Um, and I'm glad McDavid is not hurt. But, uh, you know, I think one of the most exciting things was the fans talking about the energy in the Dome. Talking about how that was the most energy they've ever experienced. Talking about how loud it was, how exciting it was. Like, that That gets me excited. Like, that gets me going for a hockey game when I can hear the fans going crazy in the stands. And... The energy, like, was matched on the ice, too, you know? The Flames had three players on a hat trick watch. They had (laughs) a first line that had a combined 11 points. Like, that doesn't happen in one game. It's so rare that you see a game get to that, you know, close to double digits. I mean, granted, like, 24 hours later, the Penguins scored 10 goals against the Red Wings. (laughs) But... You don't get to see that very often, and it was just a blast, like, watching these two teams going back and forth, and especially early in the beginning when it was a closer game, things were a little tight, and you didn't know which way this game was going to turn, and it was that fun, 
dramatic theatrical aspect of it that kept me wanting more at more goals more crap talking I don't want to say more fights because I, I really don't condone fighting uh but you know this isn't the Oscars but uh you know I think that it was just so energizing that you could possibly like give me seven games of that I would love a seven game series of these two teams playing each other and I think that anyone who has any remote interest in hockey would want that <laughs> like I mentioned, you know, the Flames had three players on a hat on hat trick watch early in the game, and it was relatively easy for that to be accomplished. And I just I don't understand <laughs> how the Flames allow or how the Oilers allowed nine goals between two goalies. Like, and then today they went out and signed a goaltender because of how bad things were. Like that's so embarrassing. If you are getting like, just creamed on. Like, that's so bad. Nine goals. I think Daryl Sutter would, like, I, I don't know. I'd say blow up the team, but that's a little dramatic. But I think that he would lose his absolute mind in a way that would make the Flames, like, crap themselves. Um, so I don't know what, how as a coach, like, you move on from that. You can say, oh, yeah, you know, guys, that, that was a really tough loss, and you just move on from it. I don't know, but if I'm Daryl Sutter today, I'm saying, oh, good game, boys. You know, go out and do that against the Avalanche tomorrow and put up half the fight, and you're, you know, you're going to win. <laughs> like, it's so much easier to rebound from that. But, you know, Gaudreau had his first ever five career assist – or sorry, five assist night – career first five assist night there we go and it was he was so much fun to watch and that first line like I mentioned had a combined 11 points you don't see that you you don't see that typically and I am just so impressed with what this team has turned into because you know if you think about it Kachuk was bumped down to the second line for a little bit and then they were reunited and things started clicking again. Not that there was ever a drought or a streakiness, but things started picking up again. <laughs> and I think they took care of like three games in that one game. But one thing that really stood out to me was Chris Tanov. Chris Tanov scored on your goalie. Now, I'm not saying Chris Tanov is a bad hockey player. I just don't think that he is one of the more offensively inclined, like, defensemen. Yeah, he has that style to his game, but it is not too often that he's able to sneak one by you. So, yeah, um, that's just embarrassing. And I hope that, um, you know, the Oilers are really sitting in this and stewing in this and... Um, the Flames are enjoying it because I don't know how, as a hockey fan, you can sit here and tell me you don't want more games like that. I thought that the Flames had fantastic energy. I thought that their quality of shots were great. It was, uh, the Flames had outshot the Oilers 38 to 31. And I believe, like, the, I thought I wrote it down. 
Uh, but, you know, like it wasn't like it was just completely lopsided game. Like the Flames had a um, had an unsuccessful PK. For God's sakes, Dreisaitl's goals all came on, on the power play or on the Oilers power play. And like it just it wasn't this heavily like lopsided game where you look at it and you're like, that makes sense. Like it did not give any of that. So I am thoroughly impressed that, you know that this even happened. <laughs> but coming up next, we're going to talk more about how potentially wrong I was last week, talking about the Flames regression. And uh, before we do that, though, I do want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that really everyone can use as their secret weapon. <laughs> I was watching TV the other day and somebody was talking about carrying an emergency protein bar on them. And I was like, that's actually a really good idea. So I put a built bar in my backpack and you can do that as well. All you have to do is head on over to built.com and use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off of your next order of built bars or built puffs. Built puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Yes. You heard that correctly. A protein-infused marshmallow. These are delicious. The churro flavor, like, they taste like they're supposed to be bad for you, but they're so good for you and so (laughs) delicious. So, again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in as always and you can find me on twitter at just belmosto if you're watching on youtube uh it is right there and uh yeah so thank you as always the one thing i thought about while i was watching this game well one of the many things i was thinking about actually <laughs> last week when i said the flames were regressing because they didn't carry that high energy high pace through the full 60 minute frame I was wrong. Um, I, I will happily put out a notes app apology. Um, I think that they, you know, that game, it was just, a, that one game last week was just very, very crappy. You know, uh, to lose to the Sabres and the Sharks in a short time span, that is very humiliating and very humbling, but that does not mean you're regressing. It just means you're playing hockey. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think if you're truly going to judge Saturday night's performance, you cannot do it by starting or ending or really looking at Markstrom's stat line. You know, those numbers are so skewed. And one thing that bothers me is that I always say, oh, stats don't lie. But I guess that they do because (laughs) there is no stat that is going to tell you how difficult some of the saves he made were how much energy he had to give and there was real there's really no energy or sorry no stat to see like you know the flames not taking their (laughs) their foot off the gas other than like the final score but Markstrom's stat line is just not how to judge that game and I think it's important to like if you think it does like if you think you're proving a point I also think you need to go back and watch the condensed game watch some highlights because again uh, 
there were so many other parts clicking that proved why that was a competitive game to try to discredit it with Markstrom's performance. Like, you just look like a clown who doesn't know hockey. Now, speaking of which, I've gotten a few comments lately that have said that I have no hockey knowledge. And I just want to tell you, you're wrong. You're wrong. Um, I love I love talking hockey. And another comment that I go off on uh, tangents. Yes, because it is important to include in my show like I'm doing right now. But anyways, um, you know, nine goals it just don't happen. You don't just <laughs> poof nine goals into thin air and behind the or behind the goalie, you know? You have to be clicking on all sides of the puck, you know, offensively, defensively, your goaltender. Like, you have to be performing, right? And one play that specifically comes to mind was Mangiapane's pass to Backland. It was such a smooth assist that just looked so effortless that I don't know how they do it. (laughs) I don't understand but it was a gorgeous pass and a gorgeous shot from Backlund. So, you know, I, I'm more than happy to sit here and talk about all the good things that have happened on this team this season. And I I am thoroughly, thoroughly happy to report that the Flames are not regressing. And I guess, like, you know, we'll see the true outcome of that when you play a team like the avalanche on Tuesday but I just I don't think it is something that that you you can make a fair assessment with or a um I just did I just see a tweet that wait what Eugene Melt Melnick just died. Oh my god. That's terrible. Uh, thoughts and prayers to his family um, on the Ottawa Senators organization. Um, but like I was saying, I, I just, I don't think that it's fair to judge the Flames season on two bad performances, like looking back on it kind of an impulse take there, you know, but I I also don't think you can sum it up in this one performance of nine goals, but what you can like pull off the bone and, you know, dissect the game from is that things are clicking when they should be, you know, you're rounding out the season and you're seeing, uh, you know, your offense clicking. You're seeing that top line come back together and really perform. You're seeing your goaltender apparently healthy. You know, he uh, seems very, uh, he appears able-bodied and healthy, so good. And your defense is looking good too. Something else I've noticed is, <laughs> is Noah Hannafin. He's been throwing himself in front of the puck. And Noah, I swear to God, if you break your leg or get injured from blocking a shot, I'm going to tell Chris Tanev to stop mentoring you. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, I (laughs) – um, but, no, like, in all seriousness, I think everything is clicking and coming together. Like, you know, 
Noah Hannafin played, for God's sake, he played his 500th game. I do not understand how this kid has been in the league that long. Um, I, like, him and David Posternock entered the league around the same time, and I just, I don't understand how it's been that long. But he, last season, he, uh, there was an article that was done before the season, and it talked about him uh, wanting to take that leap to the next level. Two years with Chris Tan of mentoring him has done that. He has taken those steps, those wild leaps, to where he needs to be. And I, I think that we're going to see that continued growth of guys um, in the really the defensive core as a whole, but especially those younger players like Tana, uh, sorry, like Hannafin and um, Anderson and maybe even Shillington. Like, I really think that we're going to see more of that. And if Zadorov can just stop taking penalties, we might be able to see more from him too. But, you know, I think there there's just a lot of good communication happening on ice. And during practices, during drills, during warm-ups, on the bench, everywhere it needs to be happening. And that's really nice to see. Really great to see. So coming up next, we are going to go over the flames of the games because it was truly impossible to name just one. Welcome back to Locked on Flames. Make sure that you are subscribed and following Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. My Now, these aren't in any order. Uh, you know, I'm not, this isn't like a flamethrower, like, this is who throws the hottest heat. No, it's just in, in an order. <laughs> these are just listed, uh, in a, but I, I really want to talk about Dylan Dubé for a second, Okay. He is one of my flames of the game because, number one, he had a multi-point night. He had a goal. He was contributing. I feel as if we have seen uh, since the trade deadline passed. We've seen kind of like this, I don't want to say like a second coming of Dubé, but, you know, a little bit more of uh, contribution from him. And part of me wonders. Now, I don't know if there's any truth to this. But now that he knows that there that he's not being moved, there's no cert like there, he has certainty of him staying in Calgary for the rest of the season. I think next year as well. Yeah, next year his contract's up. But you know he has that certainty. You know is is he more comfortable? Is he playing with a little bit of you know a little more confidence because he knows that the organization trusts him. They believe in him. Whatever it is, I hope that it keeps up because he has been playing really good hockey. And really this season as a whole has been really nice for him. And I'm I'm happy for him. I, again, can't say enough nice things about this kid. It's great to see him contributing. <laughs> and I, I'm really hopeful that things can continue on that upswing for him. I, I don't know... If this is an unpopular opinion, but I am just very proud of Jacob Markstrom for uh, that performance. I I thought that he did have a good game, you know, three goals on a power play. Obviously not ideal, not ideal, but, you know, things happen. 
And when it is a power play merchant like Leon Dreisaitl, I truly don't know how many goals you're going to stop. So, you know, but like there, once he <laughs> got that rambunctiousness out of him and the Oilers kind of let up a little bit, he had an amazing game. Once, once Backlund laid that hit on McDavid, I think that the tone shifted. The game shifted, and Markstrom was able to settle himself down in net. So it was great to see. Uh, and our final flame of the game is <laughs> no other than Johnny Gaudreau with his career first five assist night. Like, I chose him over Matthew uh, – I almost said Matthew Gaudreau. <laughs> Matthew Kachuk, who had two goals, because – Johnny is on his way to 100 points. He is at 90 right now, so he is very close. And I think that he has played this uh, sustainable level of hockey that I have truly never seen uh, before in him or really in any other player I've seen maybe besides like Patrice Bergeron. That like teams that I watch regularly, you know, of course, players are going to score here. They're going to, you know, be spotty, but like consistently, I truly think of Patrice Bergeron and Patrice Bergeron is someone who, you know, has a lot of assists and is really uh, vital to playmaking. And I think that Johnny's playmaking ability and communication with his line mates, Matthew, uh, Matthew Kachuk and Elias Lindholm, uh, is so important and has been so important to this team's success. And that should not be overlooked. I do not care what local keyboard paid writers are telling you. Watch that game or any watch the next game against Colorado with a critical lens, knowing that I mentioned that communication between the two. Now, it might be a little different because Colorado's top line is really good at shutting down that the Flames' top line. So the next game, <laughs> but I think even through the adversity of the game, that you know the possible adversity of tomorrow, tomorrow's game could still show you that strong communication that they have because they're still going to try to like go out there and win, obviously, but. Again, I think that the flames of the game are uh, just players that truly made an impact on the game. And I think I could list the entire roster because everyone did a stand-up job. And one thing that the flames need to do is stop taking these penalties, these avoidable penalties. We don't need to be high-sticking. We don't need to be slashing. We don't need to be doing any of this. Go out there and play hockey and win. That's it. That's all you need to do. So thank you again, everyone, for tuning into Locked on Flames. You can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Thank you so much for uh, engaging with the show on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple. Um, as always, I'll see you on uh, see you tomorrow where we will happily be previewing this game against the Colorado Avalanche. Bye-bye.